Welcome, future doctors, to another episode of the Future Minority Doctor Podcast with Dr. Sulma and Marina, where we bring you conversations to empower and inspire you to contribute to your community and the world by becoming a doctor. Hello, future doctors. Glad you are tuning to another one of our episodes today. If you're listening to this episode today, you likely are about to start your first year in college, which also means you've graduated from high school. So congratulations, you did it. I wanted to dedicate an episode to just the first year in college. In previous episodes, we talk about preparing for college in high school and discuss pre-med requirements. However, the transition from high school to college is pretty darn hard, so I'd like I would like to briefly get you ready for your freshman year. I'm hoping with what we discussed today, it will help you start on a positive note and get you prepared for the pre-med path. By now, you probably have already committed to a college or university of choice. You probably have already declared a major or entered as undecided. You probably also already know what your living arrangements will be like, whether you'll be in the dorm, in an apartment, or living at home. It is an exciting time, but it is also a very anxiety-provoking time in your life. You are officially grown up and an adult. So just thinking in your first year, these are some things that I would recommend you to do. First, remember that your first semester, you are just barely getting your feet wet. Remember this, please. This is not high school, and it will not feel anything like high school. Expect this. Perceive it as normal. It's supposed to feel different. Don't worry about what you will be doing your second year for right now. Just focus on your first quarter or semester. Don't overdo it with feeling like you need to check off all the boxes immediately. And please don't overload your schedule with too many classes. You have nothing to prove to anyone and you need to get a feel of what going to college is like. See your first quarter semester as just testing the waters and learning how to keep afloat. Next, let's quickly review pre-med required classes that you need in order to apply to medical school and take the MCAT. I would like to briefly review these. Because remember, you do not have to be a science major to go to medical school. You can declare any major, but you need to complete all these pre-med courses. So just a quick reminder, you need a year of biology with lab, a year of physics with lab, a year of general chemistry with lab, a year of ochem with lab, a year of English, a year of math, calculus, and statistics is one also that is also recommended often for medical schools. And then plus minus a biochem semester. And this one really depends on which medical school you're applying to. However, um, if you guys recall, I I did come from a non-science major. I was a psychology and Spanish literature major in in undergrad. I would personally recommend that you do take biochem because I found later um, that this would have been very helpful in improving MCAT score. Other courses that are also recommended as a pre-med is uh, psychology, sociology. Some schools will also recommend like upper division bio classes like genetics, physiology, or cell bio, and then um, also language. And if you're considering doing taking a language, consider doing a study abroad program because then you can check off that box, but it also looks great on your application. So now that you had this quick refresher, let's talk about planning your first year of classes. Personally, I would recommend taking four classes your first semester because you are adjusting to a new lifestyle and a new learning process. Avoid taking five classes in 
at least your first semester. If you feel more confident in your second semester, that'd be fine. But if you're still trying to get used to what your first year in college is, it's okay if you just take four classes your whole first year. And then consider the following. And when you're thinking about which classes to take in your semester, um, consider taking two science classes, like say, for example, biology and lab, and then um, chemistry or physics. I would recommend that you pick whichever one was your strength in high school because it just helps with your (laughs) self-esteem as you're starting. So if you were better at chemistry, maybe take that. Or if you were better at physics, maybe take that. And then take non-science classes as well, just to give you a little bit of a balance with your first semester. So consider taking like your English class and then picking either psychology or sociology. That way you're still checking off the boxes of things that need to be done for pre-med. You can consider taking math, like calculus or statistics, instead of psychology or sociology. But honestly, math is pretty darn hard in college, and it could be tough to juggle math and two science courses. That was my personal experience. I was taking science courses and calculus, and it it was just a disaster for me. Again, get the feel for college before jumping right into it. Statistically speaking, most college students do their worst their freshman year because you are learning a new way of studying. That's why I would recommend having a heavier load after the first year because you will just be more prepared and know what the expectations are. Dr. Marina, do you remember what your first semester class load was like? And thinking back, what would you have done differently or would you have kept it the same? Uh, I do remember. I think my very my, my school was split up into quarter system. So it was pretty fast. It was like, you know, 10, 11 weeks that you had to get through a quarter went by really fast, but that meant that you could kind of fit more classes into a whole year. Um, And I think my very first semester, I know I took calculus um, and that even though it's not a great class, I had done better in math compared to physics and chemistry in high school. I thought it was easier. So for me, that was a good choice because I felt like I was in a strong position and I ended up doing pretty well in calculus. And then I took, you know, my college had some required courses, some humanities courses you had to take as a freshman, a required writing course. And then I can't remember the other classes specifically my first semester, but I do remember I had a balance between that calculus and science and the humanities courses. But overall, I think I tried taking way too many classes my first year in general. As you know, I'm a bit of a nerd aren't all of us in some way or another. (laughs) And I was so excited by the prospect of being able to take classes in so many different and fascinating subjects. One semester, I was taking a maximum 20 credit course load, and I was trying to audit an introduction to French class because, you know, I thought learning French would be neat. However, just a few weeks into the semester, I had to drop French and I was falling behind in my other classes. So if you're like me and you have a hard time containing your excitement at all the new opportunities college has to offer, please, please learn from my mistakes and don't do what I did. I think that four major courses is the most you should be taking at any time. Ideally, there should be a balance between the science and math and the humanities. For example, if you're taking math and chemistry, balance it out by taking two non-science classes like writing and history. Don't try to do too much at once or else you risk either getting really burned out from working too hard or you won't get everything done and you'll get low grades because it ends up being too hard for you. In the big scheme of things, it's better to take 15 credits and do well than 20 credits and do poorly. 
Exactly. I strongly agree with that. Just, I mean, that first semester, it's, it's rough, guys. <laughs> so um, really consider that. And then next, prior to starting your first semester, make a draft daily schedule. This will be a draft schedule because as you get your feet wet, you will learn what you need to adjust. Some of the things that you want to include is the class times into your schedule. So when are your lecture classes and then lab classes time as well. You want to include, very importantly, your exercise into your schedule. In high school, you guys had PE. Nobody's going to make you do PE anymore. So please include it into your schedule. And I personally recommend get, um, signing up for an exercise course in your college because it makes you show up because you're getting a greater credit for it. And at the same time, you are getting these credit or hours that are good towards graduating. So that's a, an idea for some of you if you need that into your schedule. So that way you're forced to go and work out as well. Speaking of that, I remember my college had some really cool dance classes. Um, there were some classes specifically called Social Dances of North America. And so you got to learn like waltz and swing dance. And also some, I think there was another class on Latin American dancing. But it was so fun to take these one credit classes. It was only, I think, once a week for two hours. So it was only worth one credit. But it was so fun to be able to do that. And I remember um, it was nice to be able to exercise, but it was also just really fun to learn something new um, and get to know new people. Yeah, I think I did at one point, I think a dance class that I signed up for. And then at another point, I did, I signed up for a swimming class. So there was actually a class so that way you would just go and swim laps uh -huh. and then a kickboxing class as well. So it was a lot of fun that, you know, it makes you exercise, but it makes you show up. But it's fun too, guys. So really consider to see what your school offers. And then also as you're um, planning your schedule, you also want to include your study time. This is absolutely the most important one, which I feel is very different from high school. In high school, I think for the most of us can get by with just a very few hours of studying or even go days without studying and still get good grades in high school. And um, in college, that is just not going to fly. You have to have study time every day. And I would say plan about two study hours per pre-med class. I mean science class. And then for your non-science classes, maybe one study hour daily. So this should add up to about five to six hours a day of study time. Dr. Marina, do you think this sounds about right? Or how much study time did you allocate during college daily to study? Great question. It really depended on the day for me. Some days I had classes and I had to work, so I only had the evenings left to study. But some days I only had two hours of class in the morning and then had the rest of the day open to study. On average, though, I would say it was about six hours a day. However, before big tests or right before a big paper or project was due, it could be 12 hours in a day for a couple of days. Just depended on specific schedule. Your schedule might be different every day as well. But just make sure that on average, you're getting in about those six hours a day. And if you're taking a heavier course load, that might need to be more. I agree. And again, I know if you're graduating from high school, you're thinking, wow, six hours a day, that's a lot. But truly, guys, this is the amount of time you need to do well when you get to college. So um, really just set aside that time in your schedule as you're planning this first year, your first semester. Absolutely. And then um, when you're also planning is you want to also plan your meal time. Um, so make sure you're eating. Sometimes you will get so overwhelmed with how much 
you have to learn and study that you tend to want to skip out on meals because you're on a roll. <laughs> but it's really important for you to actually eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner as well. So make sure you guys are eating and not skipping meals. And then another one that's also very, very, very important is sleep. Try to sleep eight hours daily. This is so important. It just makes your brain function better. And we have other episodes where we talked about this. And there's a lot of research now being done. I actually was in a, um, in a conference this last week. And this is actually, they're looking at sports now, professional sports like the NFL. And they're looking at how the players who sleep eight or nine hours, they always perform better than the ones that have less sleep. So guess what the NFL is doing? They're pushing this concept or they're requiring, starting to want to require these, uh, their NFL players to make sure that they're sleeping because they're just performing better. And I think that just goes with school as well. So it's very important and don't minimize this part as much as you can. The other thing too that you have to include is whether you, not everybody works, but some will have to work like Dr. Marina and I did. And then also, and if you start volunteering that first year within an organization or whatever it is that you do, uh, you'll also have to plan this out and work it into your schedule as well. And again, for those of you that are working, try really hard to not work more than 10 hours a week because then it becomes very exhausting. And then the other thing you want to plan is your fun time. Yes, I said it. You should have a fun time as well. So every day there should be some downtime for you to mentally relax and also feed your soul. Avoid alcohol, drugs, smoking as a way to relax. All of these things will be present at college, but they do not do you any good. Dr. Marina, what did you do to wind down during college? I loved spending time with my friends either just talking in the dorm room, eating lunch or dinner together in the dining hall, or sometimes even walking around campus, talking and getting some fresh air. I also lived away from home, so sometimes I would call my parents and enjoy catching up with them. If I needed some alone time, I would listen to music, go to the gym, go for a run around a little lake that we had on campus, or sometimes just take a nap and catch up on that sleep that I'd missed the night before. Yes, I remember napping quite often. <laughs> so although this next one that I'm going to talk about isn't necessar necessarily part of your daily schedule, I strongly encourage you to plan at the beginning of each semester or quarter an end of semester or quarter reward. Um, I, I did this one consistently because it's what helped me get through. It doesn't have to be a big vacation or anything. It might be just maybe a theater projection in, a, in another drivable city, something you've been wanting to see, a camping trip with family or friends, or just visiting some family or friends, um, buying something that you had been wanting or trying out a new restaurant. I personally feel that this allows you to look forward to something exciting and keeps you motivated when getting through those midterms and finals, which are very stressful. And then next is making your budget. Find out your financial aid package numbers and see how much money you all have remaining after tuition to pay all of your living expenses. I recommend you look up a sample budget handout online and work from that to plan out your expenses so you make sure you're living within your means. Now comes the other less stressful stuff to keep in mind your first year in college. Before your first fall semester classes start, Colleges will usually host social events to introduce students to their new home for the next four to five years. Try to attend these activities that the school or dorm may have before classes start. This is the, the activities and places where you'll likely meet your first college friends. 
And so that way, when you actually start classes, you actually know a familiar face and you have, you know, friends that you're getting to know. Be open to creating a community of friends, which is basically going to be your new family. Get to know your dormmates, your roommates, find medical on-campus organizations or other organizations that may interest you. Find your people when you're there. That This is how you're going to find your people. And these are going to be the people that are going to be your backbone through the next four or five years while you're an undergrad. Also, other things to keep in mind um, is locating where important resources are in your first week in college. Find out where the tutoring centers are on your college campus, the financial aid office, psychological services, the medical clinic. And then if you're thinking about um, the study abroad program, you want to learn to see where the study abroad program office is on your campus. Dr. Marina, any other valuable resource offices that you would recommend? Um, The only one I would add to that list that you had was maybe the pre-med advising office. Now, I'm embarrassed to admit I did not know where my office was, I think, until my senior year of college. And I echo the tutoring centers also that you mentioned. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Start early. Do not do what I did and wait until you're failing to get help. Start going as soon as you can. Get to know the tutors. I promise that most of them do not bite. (laughs) And if you do end up finding someone who's like really rude or really mean, just find someone else. It's okay. During college in general, I tried doing things on my own too much. I was stubborn and insisted on figuring it all out by myself. If I could go back in time, I would slap some reality into me and tell myself to use my resources more, to stop being afraid of being judged or asking for help. So don't be the college version of me. Be better. And then finally, throughout the year, keep your eyes open for possible mentors, possible strong letter recommendations, volunteer opportunities, and research opportunities. But do remember that these don't need to happen your first year of college. Don't think you have to check off all the boxes right from the get-go. These opportunities may not come until your second and third year, and that is okay. And this was my experience. Most of my opportunities did not come in my first year. It was until after my first year. I hope that you found this information useful as you start your first semester or quarter in college. I congratulate you for the accomplishments thus far and for getting into college. Or even if you're going to community college, that's also okay that you're taking that next step. I also wish you success on your new journey. Just remember, this first year will be hard, you will have obstacles, and you will likely find yourself questioning whether you really do have what it takes to be a doctor. I am here to tell you that you are not alone and that you do have what it takes to be a doctor. As Dr. Martin Luther King said, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Peace and love. Bye, everyone.